Hey guys, welcome to the Osman broadcast. My name is Brett, also known as Ogre Barbarian on the Reddit. Hi guys, uh, this is Daniel, also known as DPO427 on Reddit. And Doombox is experiencing some technical difficulties right now. Hopefully he'll be able to join us a little bit later. But we are the Oddsmen, and today we have a special guest. Hello world, this is Daniel from Superhero Review, also known as Superman2598, both on the game and on Reddit and on Discord. So you can find me everywhere at Superman2598. And with me as always, at least in audio, is... Hello, world, and this is Maddie from Superhero Review, and you're listening to the Oddman Podcast. Uh, we have a lot of good stuff lined up for you today, guys. Uh, I'm going to be your host today, so if things get a little goofy, well, suck it up. Um, today, first thing we're going to talk about is going to be the state of the meta. There's been a lot of noticeable changes with uh, 1.16. Uh, most notably, I think, is uh, Green Lantern Hell Jordan and his enraged immunity actually working to counter Harley Quinn Mad Jester. What do you guys think about it? DP? Uh, I was one of those people at the beginning, I was a skeptic of wondering why it wasn't working that way. So I just figured it was a layering issue. So the base, basically the way they introduced start of the battle effects, I figured that it meant that it starts before everything else happens. So I figured, oh, okay, so this is working as it's supposed to be. But actually, it just apparently it was just a bug. Because something like leadership abilities should be a state-based or static-based ability that should always be there. And I guess they figured, okay, yeah, this is not supposed to be the way it is, and we're going to fix it now. The one thing that I don't like is the way it looks right now. I'm happy that it works, that it's it's working as it's supposed to be, I guess. But if you look at, if you've noticed how it works, uh, Harley Quinn comes in, she does her taunt, she'll randomly enrage someone. You'll see it flash enrage in red somewhere. And then uh, you'll see uh, Hal Jordan's ability kick in afterwards. So what happens is you'll see his leadership uh, enrage immunity show up, and then it looks as though the character that was enraged loses enrage. So it looks like it disappears. So it's sort of like a it's working as intended. It just looks really awkward. That's sort of my only qualm about it. Yeah. What do you think? Well, man? Yeah, one of the things that I think is really cool about it is that uh, Hal Jordan has always been a strong leader. I think that that's why they gave us uh, him to begin off the game. Uh, and just the fact that he can add that shield to uh, all of his team. Uh, you know, now if you're able to get him to like a level three, uh, you can uh, get that call assist. I think that's one of the first ones that we all kind of go after. And then right after that, if you decide to use him as the team lead, as I did, uh, then you, of course, you want to put that next uh, legendary onto his uh, leadership ability, which will take that silence immunity, the enrage immunity, and one other immunity. I forgot which one it was. Uh, and then from there, uh, if you use his big hammer as the third one, then you can kind of wipe out uh, any kind of uh, uh, basically anybody, uh, especially the Deathstroke teams, uh, because from that point on, it'll take out any any kind of buffs that he starts with. So uh, I think it makes an already strong leader a much stronger one now that they've fixed the bugs with it. Yeah, I have to agree with you guys. I think Hal's in a great spot. He's uh, come a long way. He's pretty much the only character who's literally survived every meta. He's always mm -hmm. been a good, solid pick. So this just goes to further show that he really is that good, solid pick regardless. Right. So that's definitely yeah, I, think, 
I think there was a time whenever uh, the speed meta was really out there and before they fixed, the, fixed that HP bug uh, where he kind of took a lull. But uh, but I think that, that now that they fixed that HP, he can really be tanky, take a lot of that abuse uh, and then really deal out a lot of himself. And if you have some strong characters like a cyborg uh, and you hit that call assist just right, man, you can wipe out another team pretty quickly. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, an interesting thing uh, that Doom wrote on our notes while we were typing this up before the show, uh, he indicated that uh, um, it could be possible indication of a shift in mechanical properties. Because of like what I just mentioned earlier about the way I thought layers uh, would work in terms of like how things start at the beginning of the game, if everything is supposed to start at the beginning of the game with all the leadership abilities and passive abilities, this could mean that... Um, what's the word here? The way the mechanics work, uh, they could either make layering more complicated or very simplified. I'm not really sure the direction they'll be going. Like the way it looks like right now is that everything's supposed to happen at the same time. What do you think? Right. Yeah, it's definitely, it's one of those things that I'm hoping that leadership is applied first, then passives, Mm -hmm. then any activated abilities that are turned zero like Harley. Mm -hmm. That's what I would hope that they do. Mm -hmm. Whether or not that actually is what's happening, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think that that's, uh, I mean, there's not really much I can add there. I think you're absolutely right. I I think once you get started, uh, you know, the the fact is, uh, if you've had that, uh, that legendary ability on his leadership, uh, that's, that was intended to keep him being one of the strongest uh, leaders in the game. And I think that now that they fix those bugs, that just further uh, pounds on the point that uh, Hal Jordan is going to be a good leader for a long time. Yeah, it actually brings brings it back to his leadership. uh, his what's it called the, the leadership order he, i was actually one of the people that never took his leadership uh legendary because of i thought that it wasn't really useful i didn't think silence immunity and range immunity were, were that good at the beginning of the game the only person sure that would benefit sorry the only person that you would really care about stopping with silence immunity was robin at the beginning of the game because he goes before a lot of people but nobody plays robin anymore mm. so it never really mattered i thought and then enrage immunity became yeah. a thing when harley quinn got reworked but then, because it seemed like it wasn't working, I decided to put that off, and I got his um, shield upgrade before that. And then now... Oh, for the cooldown? So yeah, exactly. So then I figured, if that's not working, so I might as well just take the other one. And now I have to wait till L4 to get his leadership now. Cause, and I'm actually... <laughs> oh, man. I'm almost there. I'm almost there, actually. So I'm I'm pretty sure that I know that now, okay, it looks like it's working as intended, so I'll do that. I'll get that now. It seems good. It seems good enough. So... Yeah, and, and yeah. you bring up a really good point. Uh, I guess whenever I'm choosing which legendary abilities I want to go with, uh, I always take the the thought that eventually they're going to fix the bug. Whatever the bug is at that moment, exactly. uh, I don't want to uh, have to now save up uh, 180 legendary uh, or, or hero fragments so that I can get that next stage. If I know that that's going to be a better uh, legendary in the future, once they fix this bug, I'm going to go ahead and go for it anyway. And that's a good point, actually. I mean, you want to you wanna plan for the future, not right now sometimes. So it's definitely, because it's a resource management game, you definitely want to be able to, to think ahead a little bit. Another example of that is uh, Captain Cold and Wonder Woman, Champion of the Amazons. Because I think, I'm not sure if it was only a visual bug, but for Wonder Woman, uh, I think it was her buff, her buff legendary upgrade. It yeah, it had two it, legendary upgrades. It yeah. was not just visual; it actually applied both. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. It seems like that bug. Yeah, that her bug legendary applied both. But it seems it seems like that bug has been fixed. 
uh, except it might still I think so, yeah. visually. It might still be a visual bug, but it's not actual uh, an actual bug. Um, so people yeah. who thought who think that oh well this seems bugged, so I might as well take advantage of that and put the first point in there. It might not actually be worthwhile anymore. <sighs> uh, the the opposite is true, for example, for Captain Cold, uh, where I think it was his AOE that was bugged. Uh, the one that strips based on the number of um, the one that the one that purges buffs based on a certain number of uh, slowdowns or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was that was giving you the legendary upgrade for free basically without you actually having it. So people didn't put their point. In it's there. kind of the same thing that was happening to SS Lex back in the beginning when he would get the silence yeah. from his uh, orbital. Right. Yes. So yeah. Yeah, and, and that all goes back to the to the fact of I mean I I agree completely that what we want to shoot for is what is the absolute best uh, utilization of my resources even if it's not fit, work, working right now you're going to get so much of a backlash from the community that they're going to have to fix it and, and usually pretty quickly. Right. That that brings us to another point yeah. that we'll talk about a little bit later when it comes to backlash, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we'll we'll bring that up more in the community section. Okay, let's move on. Yeah, for now I think. I think we, for now, we're going to move on to uh, what the current meta is versus past metas. <laughs> what do you guys think of the health of the format right now? Who starts? <laughs> uh, Dan, go ahead and start us off this time. All right. Uh, you know, I uh, think of PvP. I, I, so PvP for me, uh, I'm not going to lie. When when the when the whole Deathstroke thing happened and Lobo happened, I got frustrated at first, and then I started realizing, okay, this is just like any other change that's happened before. Uh, you know, we were using Hal Jordan at one time as the lead, and then I moved on to Emerald Archer Green Arrow as my lead, and then eventually moved on to Aquaman, and then eventually moved on to Supergirl. Uh, and this is just an, an ever, ever-changing, ever ever-evolving shift that has to happen because uh, I imagine if I was still using Emerald Archer Green Arrow right now as my lead, uh, I, would, I would probably be bored of the game by now. So uh, I, I understand that people get frustrated, uh, but I can say this, uh, I'm currently a level 73. Now I've been playing since the, the this kicked off a year ago. Uh, but, uh, at a level 73, I still feel like I can beat some of those 78s and, and, uh, 79 teams that are out there with this death stroke combo. And so I don't feel like it's impossible to win any PVP match. Now it may take me a couple of tries, but, uh, it, it certainly is much more, Random number, gener- random number generated uh, uh, likelihoods uh, than it was before. But uh, you know, I, I'm now having more fun than I did when this first kicked off. Uh, but just like all the other changes, I'm sure in about a month or so from now, it's going to be completely different. Yeah, that's a good point. D- uh, DP, what do you think? Uh, pretty much, I agree. Pretty much with, with everything that Dan said. Uh, in general, if you think about uh, for past formats and that's sort of what we want to compare everything to it, it, as Dan said it's just a shift from one thing to another we went we went through the the super fast uh, speed crit meta days then we went to the uh, crit prevention meta I guess you could call it right which is basically all AOE mm-hmm. the, the complete AOE uh, crit meta days and then now we're into something else right and we're gonna see we're probably gonna see another shift I'm not sure how soon uh, I would Dan said in the next month or two, I would be actually very happy if that happened. But I, being a little bit more pessimistic, I would probably wager sometime in the new year around February or March is when we'll actually have 
a, a full shift in the meta. We might we're seeing small partial shifts in the meta, but not full because there's too many. There's not enough there to make the shift happen yet. We're in the we're taking the steps towards a shift, but not there yet. So which which is what we'll get into in the next section. But um, what do you think? Well, D, DP, let me ask let me ask you a question, DP. Do you think that uh, that anybody in the current roster has the ability or has the uh, the the skill set to change the meta currently, or do you feel like it's going to have to be a brand new character that hits, or or a rework of a character to get this thing to change again? Are you talking about a character that will impact the meta like uh, Deathstroke did, or a character that will exactly? Oh, okay, so currently, uh, no, I don't think so because there's not one character that can basically be an army in a can, right? There's no there's only one character right. that can carry the team by himself. What we would need is a character that would obsolete uh, either awareness or uh, revive or something of that in that nature. Something that would break the combo apart by himself, and he wouldn't have to mm-hmm. do anything. He would just be there, right? So mm-hmm. it like that's basically what Deathstroke is. He just has to be there, and he's broken, right? He doesn't even have to start yeah, attacking. Yeah, a passive him. ability. Exactly. So we need we need someone that will just be there, and then Deathstroke is no longer viable. Basically, so it's kind of like yep. how. Supergirl and Aquaman was just there and their passive leaders mm-hmm. are, well, I guess in Aquaman it's not really a passive, but their leadership ability is just completely obsoleted the arrows. So mm-hmm. that's the idea, right? So that's yep. what we need. Uh, and I don't think we have that yet, but at the other, at the same time, well, what we're getting into is sort of the next section, right? Um, but uh, before we get into that, um, Ogre, what do you think about the current meta? <laughs> I honestly, okay, so... There's something that recently happened. I'm going to just call it the event. And a lot of people last week when they collected their PvP rewards got knocked down multiple tiers uh-huh. and had multiple rewards in their inbox. Oh, right. One of those, one of those glitches now, because like of the good that, old days. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> now, the problem with that is because of that, people like me who hang out below uh-huh. the, the 10,000 mark, the 5,000 mark, you know, just try to hang out below the Deathstroke uh-huh. meta. Uh-huh. We're now being forced to see the meta, even though we don't want to. Oh, because so, all the like I had a board earlier down. that was. I see. Yeah, because I had a board earlier that was nine death strokes in a cyborg uh. leader, <laughs> and I never, I never see that oh. where I hang out at in PvP, just because I don't want to deal with it. I mean, I still ran through most of it, and I was like, oh, I'm bored now, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and I reset the board. But you know, it was one of those things that you know, I think a lot oh. of players just don't want to deal with that particular thing anymore where they're dealing with nine Deathstroke teams out of 10 fights, you know? So, but I have to disagree that I think there are so many counters available right now, but I do think you make a good point that none of them have a passive effect to counter it. However, Uh however, I do believe that that is coming with a rework character that they keep saying is coming. And that being Kemo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hear me, hear, that me would be amazing. hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out here. Chemical spill currently does no damage and applies one to two bleeds. We can all agree that's very weak, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So what if that move got changed to apply the bleeds? Doesn't really matter how many. Let's just say three, for example. Applies three bleeds. Applies heal immunity because it's a chemical spill. Why would you be able to heal through it? You know, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Uh, Fallout currently does no damage. It applies a couple of speed downs and could take a chunk of meter. 
at a very low chance. Uh, again, this has a lot of potential to be reworked to give buff immunity or strip a bunch of buffs or something of that nature. Um, also, not to mention his passive is complete garbage right now. Oh, you hit me. Get a bleed. You know, I could easily see that handing out heal immunity as well. So there's a lot of potential in his rework coming, I think. So we just got to hope, you know, that that's actually the case. And if that is the case, then he will be that total counter. So yeah, we all had, go ahead. We all had Deathstroke sitting on our uh, on the back of our bench at one point, and now we all had to take the time to upgrade him once the rework happened. And I think you're right. Uh, if they want to get those those lower tier players or those people that we've have on on, on the back side of the bench and get those get them up there like a chemo, that's going to be the way to do it for sure. Right now, and about chemo, yeah. and the other the other thing to point out is that he's uh, energy based versus a physical based, so he'll have the affinity advantage too. He's also special damage. Right, that too. Yes. So he does a lot more damage. That's a big deal. Yeah, because he's, it that's is a big deal. These guys are all physical tanks. They're not. Yeah. They're not designed to take the special damage. Yeah, because Jesse so. doesn't have that intelligence buff, so he's not that smart. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, the WB attack- spies are listening <laughs> in. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Anyway, so w- speaking of answers to the current meta, though, what are ways to counter it? You know, what do you guys bring into the battle? Do you bring heal immunity, buff immunity, anti-taunt, buff purging? What kind of silver bullet characters are out there that you guys are currently utilizing? DP, go ahead and start us off. Okay. Um, I use basically a little bit of everything. The only thing I don't really use much of right now is uh, buff immunity. So for me, I use heal immunity with Dr. Fate, and I use uh, buff purging with Catwoman or TDK or Wonder Woman DOJ. Uh, Anti-taunt is basically just TDK at the moment. Um, Is there anyone else that, that benefits from other people taunting? Uh, currently, I don't think so. Yeah. So basically, um, I use the the. I think those are the characters that pretty much everyone else is using to combat the meta. Except for Mira is one of the characters on my to do list. I really want to switch Doctor Fate out for her when I get her up. Um, otherwise, the other the other options that I think you know uh, that Ogre and other people like Ogre would use are bleeds, which is really good counter to them too. So, um, yeah, but nothing too out of the ordinary. Uh, that's what I use to combat the meta. But the ironic thing is I use the meta to combat the meta. I play Deathstroke team too. <laughs> so my... To, because if everyone sees my... If anyone comes up across me in the uh, in the meta, sorry, in the PvP ladder, you'll always see like three three of pretty much the same characters. I'll always be running uh, Deathstroke, Baby Lobo, and Harley Quinn, Magister. And then plus the fourth slot will be one of those... Uh, ways to combat the enemy team based on what their composition is like. So if they also have Harley Ooh. Quinn... Yeah. So if they have, <laughs> it's kind of boring, but that's that's part of that's sort of what something I would want to touch on a little bit later too. But uh, if they're running Harley Quinn, I'll bring in uh, a buff purger like Catwoman or DOJ or something that's based on the, uh, the rest of the composition. If they're not running Harley Quinn, I'll probably bring... If they're running uh, Baby Lobo, I'll bring a uh, heal immunity character like Dr. Fate. Uh, otherwise, I'll probably be playing an, an Alliance mission character if it's an Alliance mission day. That's all. All right, all right Dan, what do yeah, you got? Yeah, for me, uh, in, in anybody that's watched uh, our channel for 
uh, more than two episodes knows that I'm a huge Superman fan. Uh, and so uh, I've done my best to try to get him. I've got him to an, uh, a legendary level four uh, where I, I've been able to unlock his uh, heal immunity on his, uh, you know, his heat vision, uh, whatever they call that. Uh, but uh, what I've noticed is uh, if you if you hit him with that, because uh, I'm usually going after uh, Baby Lobo with that, and so I'm I'm hitting super uh, I'm hitting Superman's heat vision, but then right after uh, is right about the time speed wise that Lobo takes his, and then he knocks out anything that I've just hit, uh, you know, Superman wise, uh, and so my my character doesn't get a chance to hit the Lobo. Uh, before so what i've had to switch to uh even though i've took the time to get superman all the way up to l4 uh is very similar to what you were saying i, I i've gone and uh taken dr fate uh which uh anybody that's listening you know you need to spend some time in that uh that hero challenge that's out there right now uh, for dr fate i've been able to get him up to legendary level three uh and uh realistically he's viable just at legendary level one uh, so if you haven't gotten enough hero fragments for him, uh, take the time to do that because you can unlock, uh, I believe it's his third ability, uh, which will give you heal immunity and it'll last for uh, more than uh, two turns on the character. So it gives you enough time to hit Lobo with it and then uh, take him out right after. Uh, now, to that point, uh, I think the character that I enjoy using most often, though, is Siren. Uh, and uh, Siren will hit uh, Deathstroke put enough of the bleeds onto him and I'll just focus in on him consistently and hope that none of my other characters accidentally take out their Lobo and start the, the process all over again. Yeah. An interesting thing about the, uh, the heal immunity characters, uh, as Dan pointed out, Superman doesn't always kill Lobo based on how, uh, well, what their varying HPs are and, and their HP and damage output are. Because ironically, um, the uh, heal the what is it, heat vision the heat vision is a special damage ability and superman doesn't have that high of intelligence <laughs> mm -hmm. so it does true dam true damage as well but it doesn't do that much and uh so basically unless you're a gear 11 superman you probably won't kill right. uh, max baby lobo at level 60 with heat vision so you have to set up a ch you have to set up a chain where someone goes right after superman and kills lobo too but as you said, like Lobo, you can exactly. turn a little bit after. Another thing that I found out is uh, uh, Huntress's heal immunity on her double basic uh, legendary upgrade. It only, if you read the fine print, it says gives heal immunity when he's at 50% uh, or lower uh, HP. Mm -hmm. So what happens is if you get the right amount of upgrades on Lobo's uh, uh, revive ability, he usually, when he taunts, he gets HP back when, when he comes back. So if you get just enough, he'll he'll start with just over fifty HP or fifty percent HP when he comes back. So even if Huntress has double upgrades on her basic, she won't knock out. Uh, she won't put heal immunity on him when he dies. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's, that's why I think that Doctor Fate is probably the best one out there currently uh, when it comes to uh, heal immunity. I, I would say Dr. Fate and Mira. The only reason why I like Mira mm -hmm. is because she also has the same type of ability, but uh, it doesn't last as long as Dr. Fate, but she also has more versatility because she can give men's and uh, she does special damage and she gives overheal uh, through her men's. I mean, she's a more of a toolkit, whereas Dr. Fate is basically, I'm here to kill Lobo. <laughs> Yeah, and and I think that there's you know for the for the listeners out there, I think that 
you know, you should take advantage right now because mirrors fragments are, are hard to come by, but you've got an opportunity to get fate today. Uh, so, you know, go out and try to get those. I think they're the, I think that his, his um, hero challenge is still out there for at least another two or three days. So uh, especially in the new way that they've done this, you can, yeah, you can collect as many as you need. Uh, and so I really like the way that they've done that. If you want to spend the gems, you can get him up uh, as high as you need him to be. And like I said, realistically, he's viable at level at legendary one. Now, one of the things that we were talking about before about how to combat the meta is like, for example, characters that would be used as silver bullets or just ways to completely stop uh, a certain archetype, like how Supergirl and Aquaman uh, stop the arrows. Now, for Deathstroke, uh, how would you, what kind type of mechanic, or what would you put in there to, to just completely stop, for example, Deathstroke? Because Lobo, we've have, we have heal immunity, so that's a good way to deal with him already. But personally, for example, what is the main thing that makes Deathstroke Deathstroke? It's uh, awareness and his buff, right? So what, mm -hmm. would you, what would you do, or what type of mechanic would you introduce or rework to, on a character that would completely shut him down? You know, I, I gotta go with, yeah, I, yeah, I, I gotta go with Catwoman. Uh, you know, there's, I'm not so sure you'd have to change much on her uh, because she can hit you immediately, take out all of his buffs, uh, leave him bare and and, and open, uh, and then on top of that, she can even go invisible so that he can't retaliate against her very quickly, and she can heal herself in the process. But aside from purging, I mean, imagine if there's an ability that would. Like, what type of ability would you want to see more of, or some new ability that would just completely shut him down? Is what I'm saying. You don't need a new ability. We already have buff immunity, right? Mm -hmm. We just don't have enough of buff. Like, immunity, there's right? only a handful of characters that can apply it, but exactly. Yeah, uh, that would be Lexus. interesting. Oh, <laughs> yes, Doom is on. Someone, by the way, someone snuck up on us. Here. <laughs> Hello, no, I saw him. So <laughs> I was actually waiting for you to stop talking so I could introduce him. Okay. Oh, Doom, yes. let's get your uh, thoughts on the current meta and the counters to it. Hmm. Uh, where to start? Well, personally, as far as the meta is concerned, I'm not too worried about it. Partly because I'm retired, but also because I run a slow ramping team using chemo in uh, Doomsday. So Deathstroke just becomes a non-issue because he slaps some bleeds on him and he can't kill Doomsday before he bleeds out. But, you know, that's kind of a separate thing. As far as something that I would rework in order to counteract it, oh yeah, I'd definitely say buff immunity, you know? Like, make it so that if you apply buff immunity, it gets rid of so many buffs as well. But, you know, that's a bit OP on certain avenues. Uh, as far as Magic Bullet characters go, honestly, it's more of a development cycle at this point, you know? We went through the, uh, Arrows, and then we went through the Aquamans and Supergirls, and then we went through so on and so forth. And we're basically just back at Arrows, but just with different characters. Now, instead of it being Castaway and Emerald Archer, it's, uh, Deathstroke and Harley. So, you know. Uh, but outside of that, the current meta, it's a little bit stale, but honestly, there's ways to work around it. The only reason it became stale is because everyone's relying on the same, you know, two or three characters. Of course, it's going to get stale. People don't want to explore the options to beat them. They want to explore the options to beat
be them. So all people really have to do is uh, diversify a bit, you know, pick out some other characters in the rosters because there's tons of characters that counteract both of them. Just off the top of my head, since you guys were mentioning Kiel Moody before, Dr. Poison, like people overlook her so much, but she gets passive heal immunity, she gets bleed, she gets percentage healing, which is amazing on its own. She can spread bleeds, which lets her get bleeds onto Deathstroke through Lobo's taunt. Like, you know, you got a nice big set of options there to work with, but people just neglect her because she, they, you know, they're like, why would I use Dr. Poison when I can just use Deathstroke and Baby Lobo? Right. Something else I do want to point out, and I was going to actually bring up, uh, true damage will actually remove all awareness, mm-hmm. which is something that Dr. Poison's kit has. Yep, very AOE true. AOE does true damage, and it will remove every single stack of awareness and still hit. Yep. I was wondering, so I, I looked at, uh, for example, characters that have like, like some sort of damage plus true damage ability, like Superman's uh, Heat Vision, for example, and if you hit Deathstroke... Let's say he has a stack of uh, five awarenesses on him. How many does it actually take off? Because let's say you have all of them. All of them. But why does it take off all of it them? It doesn't matter how many are there. Uh, because the way it works is that awareness acts as an immunity in the form of avoid X amount of damage to health by sacrificing Y stack. When you hit them with true damage, it ignores all those stacks. So the game's like oh, you must not have any awareness because you're taking health damage, and it wipes them. Is that a bug, or is that intended, you think? It's probably 100% a bug, but it's a nice bug. So does that mean, also, for example, so Huntress, then, her basic, uh, with the first upgrade, does true damage, right? So It has to be at 50%, but yeah. Oh, right, okay, so... So that would never apply. <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. Oh wait, yeah. So, so, so yeah. just so just in case anyone was listening, so Huntress's <laughs> basic upgrade has two upgrades that are based on fifty percent health that doesn't apply to any either Deathstroke or Lobo. So yeah. well, pretty much, yeah. But think about it like this. New players can take that freshly minted level one three-star Deathstroke they get from campaign for free, use his first ability, and completely wipe a Deathstroke clean. Mmm, refreshing. <laughs> because his basic attack comes with true mm, damage dead installed. What did I say? You said Deathstroke, Deathstroke. Okay, so you, you know mean, what I mean. Yeah, you, you mean Deadshot, okay. Deadshot, yes. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about uh, Hired Gun, right? Yeah. Yes, okay. Deadshot Hired Gun's basic attack does true damage. Okay. And it can't miss. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So it's another way to it's do very it. Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Which is actually something else that I'm sad about. True damage does not actually get through evasion every time. Yep. It can be evaded. In fact, fun fact, if both the original hit and the true damage are evaded, Harley will retaliate twice, once for each one. Oh jeez. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's not cool. So she could actually take four, four turns, or four shots in a row. It technically, yes. Yeah. Up to yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah, and then she gets that turn meter, and then she's definitely coming after you. Then she gets her AOE and takes out any blue on the table. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most of the time, yeah. <laughs> so, it's a gamble. All right. So 
Well, let's let's we move on a little bit here. Spent twenty minutes on that. We've been on this for a while. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you could spend the whole uh, podcast on the meta. Yeah, sorry, I was so, late. Well, we we could definitely do the whole podcast on the meta, and then do the entire lame talk on the Justice League movie, which I'm sure everybody's wanting to hear anyway. So, but anyway, let's move on a little bit. Uh, what about the state of the game? We got some bugs, balances, and various changes. Uh, Assault War Suit Lex leadership now actually gives the full turn meter that it was supposed to. Um, and 2% more shield yeah. with his man of the hour. What do you guys think? Uh, cool, I guess. I mean, <laughs> who's really using him, though? That's the only thing. He's actually, okay, well, he's not bad. He's not bad, actually. Yeah, he, he's actually okay. pretty dang good. I'm not going to lie, but people don't use him. He, he's actually one of my top picks for currently countering the meta. Yeah, I was watching that video. Just because of his anti-alien strike legendary upgrade. Mm-hmm. Removing eight buffs, having plus one hundred percent hit chance, and applying four strength downs, he has on paper one of the best counter moves to the meta. The thing about armor, our assault war suit Lex that I like the most is that his kit has so much potential. He doesn't even need a rework. His kit has a lot of potential to combo with stuff. And the main thing that I want to do with with Lex that uh, uh, that that ogre already did in his videos is combo him with Ivy. So, uh, like, giving the fact that he can get uh, damage immunity, he has a can't miss ability that purges, and he's he's got buffs and ways to spread buffs. Uh, that's just so much potential. Like, you know, it's really it's just waiting for the the right combinations. That's all. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, all things considered, pairing him with say, I don't know, pairing him with Stefan Wolf, for example, right? Stefan Wolf gives out a fair amount of AoE buffs, you know? It's kind of one of his things. Mm-hmm. He gets the shield, he gets the turn meter, and then he gains more turn meter through his abilities. Like, Salt Warsuit Lex is insanely good at accelerating characters. But, you know. Yeah, no he's, the ultimate, <laughs> he's the ultimate uh, leader slash uh, support slash... Uh, you know, tank. <laughs> and once he hits, uh, once he's able to get his death immunity, uh, you know, he can stay there for a long time and take out a, a good chunk of your team. Yeah. Not it's actually to mention, not death uh, immunity. It's damage immunity. Right. Right. right, right. Which is, which is, what's a gross. big difference. It's two turns too, right? It's two turns of damage immunity. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Two turns. It's heavy. Gross. And he's only got like a 112 speed or something. Yeah. Actually, I think he has, uh, what, at max rank, he has like 119, something like that. It's not bad. But, well, yeah, if you go to gear 11, but the it goes like the, plus six more. So. The ironic thing is the fact that he slow makes him better, right? Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tanky and sit there for a while. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so, and that's the other cool thing is that with gear 11, with all these characters with much higher inflated HP scores and things like that, those shields become much, much bigger in comparison to what people are used to. Like, people would say, oh, you know, my... Gear 10 gained a buff, uh, he gained like a 3,000 shield. Now your gear 11 is doing a move, like let's say my Doomsday does a punch. He's not just gaining 3,000 shield anymore, he's gaining like almost 10,000 every punch. Yeah, so, Partly the rework, partly the gear 11. Mm-hmm. The other thing on, so. on the uh, the balances, the, the changes with the, with, the, or with the recent patches... 1.15 and 1.16, they put in a lot of small things. The only other significant thing that they fixed was uh, a White Lantern Sinestro, and his rise ability gets 1% more of a buff.
off. But it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure if that. Who, who has them happens. anyway? Who cares? Cause, yeah, because I know I've got all those white lanterns. So, yeah. I have. <laughs> I have not me. Not he's, me. He's one of four characters that I do not have unlocked. I have him yeah. unlocked because I saved up all my void scans until he came back around <laughs> and I got him finally. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah, but if you're doing actually, the void scanner, it literally you have to get 90 shards. And I did. To unlock him. Yes. So. Time, but I did it. <laughs> that was the last time that I put real cash into the game was whenever he came on sale. Uh, I'll admit that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, the other yeah. thing that uh, that came up with the, with the last yeah. patch that actually is quite annoying for me, I, it, might, it might just be my OCD, but it's the death bars and the changes in animations that I dislike. Mm. <laughs> So the first thing is like if you guys if you guys have noticed, uh, based on certain uh, death properties, so being killed by a passive, uh, being killed, for example, by Lobo's uh, AOE after he uh, right being killed by his bike ability after he revives, you'll see characters that die from that. Uh, their health bars and even their buffs that they or debuffs that they had at the time will just linger there. They'll the character will disappear, yeah. but they'll just stay there. And if a character on your team dies from the same ability, you'll see their corpse on the ground, but the bar will still be above their head. Mm -hmm. It's really awkward. Yeah, it's kind of... Yeah. It's kind of one of those things that's been around for a while, actually. Because you used to... If you killed a character, their body would still be standing there in their animation stance, but the bar would be gone. Right. Now mm -hmm. it's the reverse of that. The bar's right. still there, but they're dead. Oh, so, you know what's funny? Is that... Uh... When the patch came through and this became an issue, there actually was a bug for the first like day of the patch, where if a character with taunt died, his taunt would linger and his health bar would still be there, and they would be forced to attack a dead body. But they patched it out like immediately. But I saw it once because my medfield died with taunt on, and then I just see people running over and kicking his corpse, and I'm like, you know, what? okay, whatever, that's fine. I'll take it. It's about as about as bad as the flash bug from way back when, when his yeah. passive would trigger and he'd punch the Superman statue. <laughs> the one that uh, the one that drives me crazy is uh, I actually, you know, again, uh, you know, you can trash on me. I've got uh, I also run the the Deathstroke and the Baby Lobo uh, because hey, that's the meta. Why not? And uh, uh, you know, I, I always loved at the very end whenever he would do his little cheerleader effect because. He would, you know, we'd kill the last character and he'd do his little, uh, you know, lasso of, of, of taunt. Uh, and then after that, uh, I always looked forward to seeing that. Uh, now, now he only does it if you select it yourself. Uh, but right now, uh, there's no animation for it, or at least I haven't seen it recently. Uh, only whenever I've selected it myself and made him taunt they himself. Changed, they changed it. Yeah, they did change that. Yeah, he just kind of rocks back that and forth no, if you look, yeah. if you look very carefully, he 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 spins his his Garrett. He just spins it really fast. That's all. That's all he does. Yeah, and then you <laughs> see a little fire animation in the back, yeah, but that's, that's about that's it. it. Yeah, yeah, it's sad. I liked the cheerleader effect too. Yeah, yeah. And screw you guys for having Lobo. My Gear Eleven Lobo is. I love him. He's a super tank. <laughs> yeah, I've I've I fought against. I'll, I'll rarely. They're hard to kill. I'll rarely see him res even. Like he'll just sit there and take so much punishment. It's uh, crazy. The Good other, times. The other small glitch I saw is in his <laughs> AOE, in the animation of his AOE. Whenever he actually runs people over with his bike, the sprites for the characters disappear. So mm. you just. Uh, I think that's only if it's triggered by his res. Oh no! I think because if when I use it, when I use it, they fall over. Hmm. 
I don't know. I actually see them fall over. Whereas if the passive triggers when he reses and they have the legendary upgrade, it will not trigger it. Okay, that could be that could be what I'm seeing then. So that could be. they need to fix that unless it's intended, but I don't I couldn't I couldn't imagine how that's in, intended. So cause it looks really awful. I mean that move has so many different like little visual bugs. Like if you have really high latency when he does it, you'll actually see him get back into his position and you'll also just see his bike by itself careening through the enemy line. <laughs> and it's, it's really interesting to watch. He jumped off the bike and let it go. <laughs> no, but that's, that's, to be fair, that's what he should have done. Because <laughs> when he finishes his animation, right, he actually does like a little roll off of the bike. So you would just see the Lobo standing there. Bike goes by, disappears, and you see a second Lobo rolling away. And it's like, oh, that's... <laughs> That, you know what? That seems right. Whatever. <laughs> let, let's not focusing on on Lobo's qualms right now. Just... All right. <laughs> All right. So let's move, let's move on a little bit, guys. All right. So what do you guys think about the instability with Red Alerts right now? Dan, why don't you go ahead and start us off this time? Uh, well, you know, I, uh, I I don't really know. I have much instabilities, to be honest with you. I, I guess I missed. I must have missed the boat on what the instability is. I, I've I've got a pretty good team that I've set up right now. That's led by uh, um, oh. uh, the hired gun uh, dead shot, uh, and so I, I'm usually able to make it through most reds. Oh, we're talking about no. The, the instability crashing. is it crashing? Oh, I, I'll be honest. I haven't experienced that. Yeah, yeah. I experienced it for the first time like a week ago. What I'll I, be honest. It was kind of frustrating. <laughs> I think this now. Now I'm on. I'm on Android. I don't know if that if that, if that makes a difference or not. Uh, but I, I'm using an Android. Doom, okay. Doom, have you been feeling like RA crashing for you? Because we're both on iOS. No, not really. I mean, not personally. It just kind of plays as normal. Because I've seen a lot of people complaining about the same thing during uh, Red Alerts, and I'm feeling it too. Uh, you can feel the game getting slower, especially when you're... So after you do the first one or two fights in uh, Red Alerts, when you transition from after beating a threat and then going back to the Red Alert screen... You can feel the loading time getting longer, and you can feel like absolutely, yeah, yes. I did, I did bad. notice that, but I didn't. Okay, okay, yes, yeah. There is so, a lag, uh, but, but I still get in. Now that lag, depending so, on your hardware, depending on your hardware, if you have enough memory in your hardware, it'll it'll get longer and longer for certain people. And I think that if you have less uh, than one gig of RAM on your heart on your phone, uh, or whatever device you're using it will often crash. So basically, after every second fight of RA, I have to actually kill the app, refresh it, so that it doesn't just Oh, wow. Crash. So, because I've had my team knocked out twice in the same RA. So oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Now, my theory on that is that the game is actually loading each character into the queue separately. So if you fight teams that have a lot of the same characters, mm-hmm. you're okay. But if it's loading a different character each time, it's going to add up really fast. I think that's probably part of what, what's going on there. Yeah, actually, I was going to say somewhat similarly that uh, I think it's because the game will load your initial list, but it won't get rid of that list when you move from fight to fight. So normally you'd have like a list with 12, you kill one, now you have a list with 11, you kill one, now you have a list with 10. Mm-hmm. But now instead it's a list of 12 and then a list of 23 because the other 12 are still stored to save data. And then past that point, you'd have a list of like, what, 33, something like that. And that might be the point where the game's like, nope, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. 
Now, uh, yeah. Seth O'Man on uh, online he brought up an interesting point um, because with with the previous patch and this and this current patch, uh, we didn't have so much of a so much crashing before, and he thinks that he thinks that because they changed something either within Red Alerts or somewhere within the game in Red Alerts, you're, it's creating some kind of programming like loophole somewhere that's creating a mem uh, a memory leak. So what happens is that as a result of you accessing that little loophole or that little bug in the programming, uh, your 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 hardware is trying to process something a little bit too much more than it needs to in that one instance. And you'll what the re the the proof behind this is that even if you don't continue fighting within RA, but you go on to do another mode, let's say you want to do a heroic campaign or a PvP fight, you'll notice that you'll get the that mode also will get sluggish too after you reload out of a fight. So uh, what's happening is your whole, the whole game, the whole app itself is processing memory. You're using memory a lot more than it was before you entered that RA fight. That's what that's what his theory is. So there's no real proof behind yeah. it. Yeah. Sounds plausible. Right. Yeah. So we got a couple of theories at least. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's move. Let's go ahead and move on. Uh, we don't want to make this too long, and we're already approaching the uh, like 40 minute mark. Yep. Or 50 minute mark even. Yeah. Um. Alliance missions, a lot has changed, obviously. Now we have up to five eligible characters, uh, one weekly character, and then varying point values for the different characters. The weekly granting five, and then two twos and two ones. Um, what do you guys think? Does this give new players more options to help their alliance? Does it reward players with deep rosters? Uh, personal and alliance missions have both had caps changed and point values changed on how much is rewarded. What do you guys think of this? Uh, Dune, let's start with you. Uh, well, I'm a cynical person, so of course my input on it is it looks more like a rich-get-richer type situation. Sure, you have some newer players who can lend a bigger hand toward their alliance, and that's great, and that's fantastic, and I'm glad that they included something that includes more people. However, when it comes to making top 100, things have gotten snowballed like mad like let me think legacy of doom at one point i think our weekly was like what 50 points something like that it was way back in the day now it's i think 900 and uh that, that's insane isn't it but it's necessary to hit the <laughs> top 100 and the thing is that most of us are players with decently expanded rosters we can actually hit those score totals but for a newer player like this week's plus five was what Stefan Wolf, right? If they're not yep. in the top parts of PvP, or at least a decent amount up in PvP, which how could they be with the meta as it is? <laughs> and if they're not spending money, how are they going to participate past that point? And then from there, you have the same players who are already dominant, getting more dominant because now they're getting more alliance essence and the packs have been changed to make them better and so on and so forth. So I'll say it's a good improvement, but it has its downsides. And I feel like those downsides really target the newer player base more so than it does, you know, the more veteran, more grizzled, more developed rosters of the veteran player base. So Doom was talking about Legacy of Doom, the, his, his alliance with that, or his former alliance. Uh, how, is, how about the superhero review? How are they dealing with this? You know, uh, we've been consistently in the top uh, 50, really, uh, since this new change. Uh, there was a time whenever we were struggling to just get right above that 100 mark 
Uh, but what we've noticed is that the majority of the 30 members that we have in our uh, superhero review uh, team is or in our alliance have pretty deep rosters. Uh, I mean, if you look at mine right now, the only character that I don't have unlocked is Shazam. Uh, and that's just because I didn't want to spend the money on him. Uh, but that's it. That's the, that's, I mean, I, and I have them all. I have all the rest of them unlocked. And I think that that's probably uh, 28 out of the 30 have a pretty deep roster. Uh, and so to Doom's point, it does reward those that have that have spent the time. I mean, but but let's not fool ourselves. I mean, this is all about making money. Uh, you know, we wouldn't be on this podcast. I wouldn't have a channel, uh, you know, and, and we wouldn't be talking about this game that we all love uh, if it wasn't for the people that spend the money in, in the in the app. Okay. Uh, and that's how they've gotten people to spend more money is because you get that pressure from your alliance to say, hey, we really need you to step up. We really need you to do this. Well, I don't have that character. OK, well, he's available right now in the store. Spend a little bit of cash, spend five bucks here and there, and you can unlock the character, too. Uh, and so, uh, you know, yeah, there's there's no there's no question that the devs took a step forward to say, hey, how can we keep some money flow uh, into this app? And uh, I think that that was a, a pretty smart move on their point. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm and- if I may interject with one last thing, it would bother me less if they included characters that you could get for free up to that point reliably. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if they picked Aquaman instead, again, or mm-hmm. say, you know, whatever the character that you can get for clearing PvP boards, that would be one thing. But including Steppenwolf when he'd only been out officially for, what, three days? That's, that just rubs me the wrong way. Well, now keep in mind, he was he was the PvP reward for that that previous week, and uh, you did have to push yourself up into basically the the fifteen hundred range to be able to unlock him. Uh, but um, I think even even at the the lower rankings, you could still get ninety of his hero fragments, and that was I want to say two weeks back that he was the PvP uh, reward. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I'm not doubting that you could get him, but you know a lot of players can't carry a dead man. And PvP. Yeah. So oh, yeah. those missions, you're basically not making any. Yeah. Unless you have Deathstroke, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah unless you have Deathstroke, in which case, you know, just throw whoever you want. It's sort of, it's sort of like perpetuating the same problem here. But uh, uh, what I was going to say about this change uh, for the Justice League of Reddit, the JLR, we look at this in two different ways. Much like you guys, your your alliances, we have a lot of people with a lot of deep rosters and a lot of veteran players. So it definitely rewards them because they have uh, enough to capitalize, for example, on PvE days, even PvP days. Uh, you won't often see a whole team of four of the Alliance mission characters on PvP, but you will on PvE days. Now, the question is, is it really, you know, uh, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer? I think it, being optimistic, I think everyone benefits from this. Like if we compare this to the previous system, if you're a newbie and you really have a very limited roster, there, there are days where you can't contribute anything to your alliance because you just don't have any of the characters, any of the three, right? Now, even if you have one of five, even if it's a one-point character, you can give something. Something is better than nothing. So that's mm-hmm. sort of my optimistic mm-hmm. viewpoint on that. But I will say that, yeah, definitely people who have a more built-out roster will benefit the most from it. So, yeah, that goes without saying. And one. One of the things that I really like about this new change is that they've come up with the big arena packs, if you will, for the alliances. I mean, nobody wanted to spend their money, their, their 9000 that they've saved up and, and get a peanut butter spread of characters. Uh, you wanted to be able to get a, a focused uh, effort on characters. And so I really do like the different packs that they've created for the alliance. And now you've got two different packs to, to look at. It's actually a good transition. 
Uh, it's our next talking point, actually. Uh, the land specs. Uh, we have introduction of the three different sizes that look exactly like the PvP packs. Mm-hmm. Um, with different rarities now being introduced into those packs, uh, we also had some changes. Um, Batgirl, Aquaman, and I don't remember who the other one was. Um, Firestorm. Got added in. Uh, Dr. Fate, Joker Damaged Goods, and Black Adam got taken out. Yep. But the ones who got taken out are still available in the individual pack mm-hmm. for the three and five shards. And so the new ones are not yet. Yeah. Interesting, because that's what, one I'm, Aquaman. But... I'm wondering if that's a bug or if that's <laughs> intended. Because I'm wondering if it's sort of like a programming mishap where they sh- they actually wanted the rotation to be like complete, or if they wanted to still put them there to have a way to access them. You know what I mean? Uh, I'd say it's probably a happy accident where they're like, oh yeah, no, we totally meant to do that. You know, we're, we're looking out for the players, but in reality, <laughs> someone's getting fired in the tech. Yeah, but what if someone's like, I want to farm, I want to farm Firestorm. I just want Batgirl shards. Give me Aquaman shards. I don't want to buy these big packs for them. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, so well, I'm, I'm mixed on it. Yeah, I'm mixed on it because I want damage goods Joker and I want Aquaman. I can't have both. <laughs> the thing I like about the packs, though, and even though I, I was writing a, a a post about this earlier in the month about uh, when when this came out, and I did the math on it a little bit of whether it's worth it or not. Uh, the thing I like about it is that they put a lot of the hard-to-get characters in the rarity slots that I think that were really appropriate. Like, having uh, Champion of the Amazon Wonder Woman as common is really good, right? Yes. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh... Eh. <laughs> she, she can do some damage. Uh, if, you, if you don't spend the time in PvP to take her out and somebody's at least got her to level 60, uh, you know, uh, an L1 G10 status, she can do some damage even to those higher characters. Oh, no, I know. Trust me. I've been rocking Kata Wonder Woman since the beginning. I, I rocked her back when she had that bug where she let her chain her own assist call 27 times on a single character. Doom was playing Wonder Woman before she was cool. <laughs> That's right. Well, he was playing Wonder Woman because he had the bug where he got her to L1 instantly. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay, so uh, in terms of that overall, like the one thing that I, I will mention that I posted in the uh, the post earlier this month about that was that if you're looking for specific characters, this the packs are actually not that worth it if you're patient. So if you're patient, you just wait for the character you're looking for to rotate around. It's better to just concentrate on their shards because you won't have that as many wasted resources, right? That's, that's saying if you only want one or two characters. If you need a lot of the characters in the pack, then it's a lot more uh, economical for you to go through the the, the smaller, the mini and the big pack uh, in terms of the, um, the the shard value. But if you're looking for loot, for example, the, the mega pack is the best because it guarantees the loot and it also gives you a higher uh, chance to get uh, higher rarities like, uh, for example, Superman or Aquaman in the rare shards. So, that's something to consider. Yeah. yeah, honestly, definitely. I, I think it's an overdue change, but I think it's a nice change. You know, it's something that we should have had from the get-go, because I remember way back when even Raijin was talking about, he was like, maybe I'll suggest that we make it 16 of 1 instead of 1 of 16. But this was months ago. So yeah. I'm glad it's finally here. I, normally I'd be cynical and say, oh, you know, freaking lazy doves and all that. But no, you know what? <laughs> 
they did good by us. I'll give them leniency this time. Yep. We should probably. I like the pass a bit. We should probably step on the gas a bit because we, yeah. we still have a lot to talk about. All right. So let's <laughs> go. Yeah. We do. So red alert changes in their uh, rewards. We added uh, Siren, Killer Frost, Huntress, Emerald Archer, Green Arrow, Captain Cold. Uh, we took out Jessica Cruz, Supergirl, Cyborg, uh, Princess Themyscira, Wonder Woman, and Bizarro. I'm personally really sad to lose Bizarro. Me too. But <laughs> what do you guys think? I know, and he was only available at the 15 slot. Now, apparently, you can get the 7 and 15 slots for the harder-to-get characters, so that's at least good. Um, <clears throat> do you guys have any thoughts on these real quick? Yeah, honestly, they transferred out a lot of characters no one actually uses, and they put in a lot of characters that people do use. So yep. I'm happy about it. Emerald Archer, Green Arrow. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I wasn't happy... Uh, the only thing I'm not happy about is the fact that they put in uh, more of the Heroic Challenge event characters that were for certain months, like Siren and Captain Cold, because I already have them at like L4, L5. But... I mean, yeah. that, those are for players. Those That's definitely intended for the new players who weren't around during that time and, and are looking for opportunities to pick up their cards. So, yeah, because yeah, it's, it's been quite a while right. since those. Right. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, we're a bunch of old farts. We can't even complain about <laughs> characters coming back. Like, seriously. Yep. <laughs> right. So, and then the arena packs also had some changes. We added Jessica Cruz, we added Cyborg, took out Cheetah, took out Princess Themyscira. Uh, Wonder, and obviously, World Wars Attack of Batman's still there. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to complain about that personally because I like him. I think he's a really good character. I think he I'm counters the meta pretty good. I'm pretty sure I have enough. Well, you're going to complain about everybody, dude. No, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have enough for uh, World Greatest Detective Batman to be L6. <laughs> yeah. I don't in mine, honestly. Like, my Batman is legit the greatest. No detective greater than mine. Yeah. Uh, as far as the uh, arena packs... I don't know why they'd add Jessica Cruz, and I don't know why they'd put Rework. Cyborg back in. Rework's coming. <laughs> Hopefully. But as far as... There, that, there is that possibility. You know, Cheetah, that, that's the only thing that makes me sad. Cheetah was a good ad. You know, she was a common character. Cheetah. A lot of new players could stir. And there she goes. Cheetah, Cheetah's one of those characters that does counter the meta right now pretty good. Yeah. Yes. So, like, she losing her was a big deal. I actually just got mine Dell four too, so I'm happy about that. I still find it, and um, you know, we got to keep in mind, we got to keep in mind the, uh, you know, the, the newbies that that have just hit the app. You know, like like we all said, we've been here for a while. We've been here for a year now, and you know, some of those people don't have uh, uh, easy access to Cyborg or easy access to to Cheetah, and those are two pivotal characters if if used properly. You see, I disagree on that because they're both available in story mode. Uh, yeah, and Cheetah is Cheetah, but but uh, I think that there's Cyborg less of a nodes. chance. Does he? Cyborg has four nodes. Cheetah has seven nodes. They're they're there. They're available. It's just people don't want to take the time to actually farm a character. Yeah, right. It's not you know Hal Jordan, <laughs> right, or Zatanna, or you know whoever it is they're using as their primary character. And I get that. That's and, fine. Whatever. And it's, it uses so much energy to go to those eighth levels and sixth levels. I mean, I'm 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 upset because I got to use ten in the first go round. <laughs> I got honestly. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know. The only thing that gets me about Cyborg is he's been available for quite literally ninety five percent of the game in terms of arena packs. Like, mm. 
you know, just either in arena packs or red alert. Yeah. <laughs> give me something new. Why give me Bizarro. Like it's just weird that why? Well, seriously, give me Bizarro. Why? Why take him out and bring him back? Right. That's my. That's my weird. That's like my one thing. I don't understand. Rework. Yeah. Well, why did why did we get a hero challenge for him? Like Rework. honestly, that didn't make any sense aside from being the Justice League month. So. Yeah. You know, that's, that might be why. So, so who knows? I have a small tinfoil hat theory here. If you look very carefully at the two last things, Red Alerts and Arena Pack both have removed Princess of the Mascara from their packs or from their from the ability to get their shards. So yeah. why? Because she's a rework, she'll rework for this character or rework for this month later on the down the line. And uh, you know, as as the pattern is holding, she'll she she comes out with her gem pack. Uh, well, she already did this week. So uh, twenty four ninety nine. Why would I need to buy this gem pack if I can pick it up in all these different uh, modes of the game? You right? got it. So mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> it gives me hope not, that Bizarro will be available soon. Yeah, let's not even get me started on ten foil hat conspiracy theories as far as this game is concerned. <laughs> yeah, why? Why on. would you bring that up, DP? Come on. You're just tilting doom. Let's keep this flowing. Let's keep this flowing. <laughs> All right, so we just recently had you know some packs that were interesting. Enchantress had a pack. Uh, Scarecrow had a pack. We had the anniversary packs with the Void Scanner pack, uh, costing 10 gems for 10 free spins. We had the anniversary packs in general just had some decent decent deals. And then most recently, we have the Black Friday deals. Uh, what do you guys think of all these deals going on right now? Like, DP, this is your forte, so let's give it to you. To break it to do to go through it real quick, uh, the first thing with the the end of the month character packs, there's a pattern that's holding. There's uh, twenty five hundred gems and three thousand gems for each of the two characters. Now I, we thought it was based on paywall or not paywall, but I think it's kind of random because this last month uh, Enchantress was the one that was uh, five hundred gems more expensive, and she's not the paywall character, and Scarecrow is. So she's uh, Scarecrow was the one that's twenty five hundred. Mm. So we're not really sure where that what the pattern is there, but we know that one of them is going to be twenty five, and one of them is going to be three thousand gems. So uh, the other one is that the now isn't Stephen Wolf's twenty five hundred right now? Yeah, that's the thing. So Stephen Wolf now he's the cheaper one, right? So he's but he's the paywall character. Yeah. So it's kind of sticking to the last month's pattern. So we'll see if the next month is also the same. Because the month before that, it was yeah. Lobo. Lobo was the cheaper one, and uh, Vixen was the more expensive one, which kind of is sort of where we got off talk, thinking that it was because she was a paywall character. But yeah. uh, in terms of the, the special event sales, uh, the anniversary packs the an anniversary packs are not something that I would have uh, recommended to anyone, pretty, pretty much, except for the Steppenwolf glitch. Uh, there was the Steppenwolf a glitch where he was in the villains pack uh, for a, a brief while. And for those who were really lucky and got a couple of his shards from that, great on you. But it overall, I tend to stay away from the uh, the variable character packs. Not the ones that are variable shard packs. Yeah. But basically, when you're just looking at like over 20, 30 characters in a list and you're you're trying to get like what, maybe a handful of them at best the odds are really stacked yeah. against you. Unless you're a new player and yeah, you're pretty much play. happy with any of them, then yeah, it's not really worth the buy. So mm. there's what, seventy characters in the game right now? Yeah, exactly. So Yeah. And even if you Alright, moving on, let's actually Yeah. Let, let's actually talk about what people might be interested in here. Uh <laughs> the reworked characters. Yeah. Uh we had Batman, the Dark Knight, 
and Wonder Woman Princess of Themyscira both getting reworked. Um, Batman TDK finally got turned into an energy. For a long time, he was a physical character who had energy gear. Then that got corrected. Now he's been turned into an energy altogether. Uh, he basically punishes taunts. Um, and then Wonder Woman Princess Themyscira is a purge machine tank. So let's just go around the room real quick and talk about each character real quick. Uh, Dan, what do you got? Well, I think uh, of the two, I definitely like the the reworked Wonder Woman more. Uh, like you said, a purge machine tank. Uh, I like. Uh, I've even I've even dabbled with her at the leadership position and uh, getting the call assist that comes from her, all the purging that comes from her. So uh, I think that she has some some promise. I, mean, I think there's no doubt that uh, they reworked both these characters in in uh, understanding what the current meta is. Uh, so you you can use your uh, Batman to attack Lobo. You can use your brand new Wonder Woman to attack uh, uh, Deathstroke. And so uh, I don't think that there was any uh, doubt that what they did was uh, to try and combat the current meta. Mm. DP, what do you got? Um, of the two, I, I'm on the opposite side. I like TDK more than uh, Princess of the Mascara. I have both of them like geared out reasonably high. Uh, the only reason why I'm a little bit off uh, Princess the Mascara is because her purge ability on her third on her third ability was fixed slash nerfed, uh, depending on which side of the coin you're on, because it, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't purge on miss. And I feel like that's supposed to be how it was intentionally. It just kind of makes more sense based on certain types of uh, character properties, right? It's kind of the same thing with Hal Jordan's mm-hmm. hammer and other characters with similar effects. But... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The reason why I like TDK is because uh, he introduces something that they have never done before: is switching over a affinity for a certain character, which is cool, really cool. If you think about what they could do with a lot of characters in the future, um, yeah. And he's a great answer to Harley Quinn, which is a big part of the meta game that people need to sort of uh, trudge, like trudge through when they go through PvP. And uh, and he's a quite accessible. Like he was a, a PvP board clear for the longest time. So a lot of people who played back in the day have a ton of his shards. Um, he was available as a PvP reward, and he was available here and there. So as long as you have him at L1, he's already good enough to deal with Harley Quinn uh, as she's taunting, and even Lobo. So and he's a huge tank at higher at high gear. So he's so what legendary are you taking uh, it, once you get him to L1? Uh, probably his stun. His stun first. So yeah, I, j- just for those that are listening and wondering. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Um, Doom, do you have anything to chime in on these two? Yeah, I mean, Batman TDK turned into what's basically budget cyborg Superman, but I can appreciate what he brings to the table. I'm glad they made him a character that's a bit more viable than he was. I wish they kind of would have. I don't know, made his last ability a bit different. I don't see why they put him as silent, but that's, you know, whatever. That's just more nitpicking. As far as uh, Princess of Themyscira goes, eh, Purge Tanks, it's okay, I guess. But uh, I don't know. The only thing that's really interesting on her, as far as I'm concerned, is the debuff immunity. Like, I can't help but wonder what that's actually going to play in the overall scheme of the game, you know? Because, I mean, right yeah. now it might, it might not do much, but thinking into the future for, you know, characters that are coming up, they have to balance around the idea that there might be a chance that you just can't get any debuffs off on the enemy team. 
And I think that's going to definitely shape the game a bit. Here's my thought on that is the Aquaman Momoa was released as a crit related character. And so was Stefan Wolf to a degree. Uh, So I think both of those were kind of playing into the arrow meta, which was entirely crit based. So I think there was a worry that uh, maybe the arrows might start showing back up. And that might be why it was kind of a preemptive, hey, just in case. I guess, but if that were the case, Aquaman to counter Aquaman, you're sad. <laughs> That's the one thing I like. Fair yeah. enough. Fair it's enough. By the other it is funny that the original Aquaman hard counters the new Aquaman. Yeah, that's always the way it tends to go, isn't it? Old characters countering the characters as far as their reincarnations go. But speaking yeah. on him, let's talk about Aquaman. Yeah. What do we guys got on Aquaman? Uh, do you guys like him at all? No. Do you use him? I haven't used him at all. I didn't even go for Legendary 1, hardly. I have. Uh, I think I at the end of the month, I will actually have Legendary 1, but I didn't really try for him at all. I don't personally like his kit. doesn't play with anything that I currently use or will ever use, for that matter. Uh, Dan, what do you got? Well, I, I think I'm on. I'm in the boat of uh, I try to get as many <laughs> characters as I can for, for as much as I can. Uh, and so I usually wind up getting as many of those uh, shards as I can get my hands on. Uh, so I think I've got enough to take him to, to L3. I'm not going to anytime soon, but uh, when the time presents itself, I'll be able to. But no, I have not used him much at all. All right, DP? I've gotten, I've gotten Aquaman to... He's currently at L3. I'm going to... Oh, no, he, he'll be L4 by the end of the month after I pick up his last logins. But uh, and I, I'm like Dan. I always try and get as many shards as I can to get at least to L4 for each character because i'll never know like i have an l4 blue beetle i'll never use but you know who knows when he yes he'll come into, <laughs> come into use right but that's the sort of my yep. pickup while i can that's the sort of my theory on these types of hero challenges but as a character yep. i've played with him um here and there in pve even pvp and he's okay um he needs a lot of he needs at least a couple of characters on the team to make him more uh synergistic so if you pair him with cheetah or wonder woman or anything that does team buffs or self buffs very quickly like uh, even cyborg is a great option uh he gets he, he can ramp really quickly so when he starts getting like a consistent crit chains he becomes another hal jordan right so if you have hal jordan and him and say like, uh, cyborg and doomsday on your team you know you have like a pretty good chain of uh of call assisting for example you can have a call assist team based around him and other characters like him so hmm. he, he has a bad idea. i like he has a, it he has a sort of fun kit but it's definitely niche and you have to build around it so in the current meta he doesn't have a, a great spot but he could be useful given time like if you bring characters like doomsday or cyborg that benefits from call assists uh he'll definitely be a big player in those those type of team compositions but currently not super useful. Doom, you have anything to... Yeah, actually. I uh, I don't know. I think he's pretty good, which is weird because I was very cynical about him when I first got him. But, you know, my favorite character is Firestorm, who also benefits from, like, these mass buffing strategies. So, I mean, you know, given the characters you compare him with and how fast he can ramp up, I think he's one of those uh, secret top tier type characters. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, I'm not going to make the bold claim like, oh, he's going to be the new meta because I don't really think <laughs> Deathstroke meta is going anywhere. 
but you know he's uh he's got some pretty nice well abilities <laughs> but it is always worth it to mention to people passives don't trigger passives please keep that in mind yep. looking over his kit because his kit looks insane if you don't know that. You know what I mean? Like, could you imagine yeah. having him and Star Sapphire and they just keep trading off buffs and all that jazz? No, it's not not how it works. Also, yeah. his whole thing where he gives, like, what, two agility to the first character damaged in a turn, right? That makes some characters pretty dang beefy after a while. But, uh, yeah, yeah that's that. I'm going to wrap this back around and say that Assault Warsuit Lex lead would actually be a good uh, oh, yeah. buff team. Do like Assault Warsuit Lex, Aquamoa, uh, Doomsday, and Cheetah. Actually sounds pretty good. Everyone is so rampy so fast. <laughs> I personally would probably instead include uh, Wonder Woman DOJ. Well, I would include Just Ivy. because her basic attack spreads buffs. Yeah, yeah. That, that would definitely be my move over, say, I don't know, probably yeah. over Doomsday, because Doomsday doesn't actually buff anyone else. Not to be a killjoy. See, I would actually take to, Ivy. Not to be a killjoy. We need to move on. <laughs> we need to move on to another character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, we got one. We got one character left, guys. Steppenwolf. Uh, he's he's new. I barely have him. Do you guys have him unlocked and use him at all? Uh, DP. Yeah, I have him unlocked, and I, I use him as the dead man on my Deathstroke team. That's it. <laughs> For the Alliance missions. Dan, what do you got? Well, I'm using him. Uh, I don't have him completely powered up yet, but where, where I've noticed uh, he's been useful is when he stays alive long enough uh, and makes it through uh, the first wave of everybody else attacking, uh, I've been able to use his hit chance up uh, because usually the Huntress on the other team is has either self-buffed and given herself a couple of evasions, and uh, the increased hit chance really works well uh, uh, because I'm, I'm using Deathstroke. Uh, and so he'll, he'll, uh, right after that, Deathstroke will have his turn and then uh, usually can get through those evasions pretty well most of the time. Yeah. All right, Doom? Uh, two things on him. One, I don't know if you guys talked about it already, but the whole start of game type mechanics that have been shifting around, like how... Uh, how Jordan's now able to counteract rage with his rage immunity, things like that. I I think it's interesting that he applies such things at the beginning of the match, and, you know, it definitely shapes up what the direction of the next few characters might be, because, once again, you have to take all these kinds of things into consideration when you're developing those new characters. So are we going to see more effects like this? How is it actually going to change? Are we just going to have a bunch of characters firing off powers at the beginning of the game? Who knows? But uh, the other thing about him, honestly, I look at him, he's just magical status. He's, he exists simply because Harley Quinn and Deathstroke are problems. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. If they weren't problems, he wouldn't exist. Or he would, but he'd have an entirely different... So, I don't know. His kid's fine. Hit chance up is nice, I guess. Uh, but the rest of it's... Meh. Whatever. He works well yeah. against Scarecrow, as it happens. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think the devs were actually over worried about Scarecrow being too powerful, and he turned out to be a non-factor whatsoever. So yeah, yeah but that's beside the point. So. Yeah. yeah. Um. At this point, I'm going to turn it over to GP for the final announcements and uh, closing credits and everything, and then we'll get into lame talk. So 
let's so let's thank you guys for listening. <laughs> so let's wrap things up uh, for this section of the the game talk uh, part of the show. Uh, as usual, I'd like to thank uh, all our co-hosts. Um, so uh, Ogre, Doom, and Dan this time on the show. Thanks for being here. Uh, and we'll, absolutely, and we'll continue on for the next part too. But uh, for all of those of you guys listening, uh, if you guys uh, like what we're doing, uh, we're providing all this content to you guys for free. Um, you can go ahead and follow us on social media at Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, and SoundCloud at The Oddsman. Uh, and there'll be links on Reddit, and I think there's already a link on Discord. And, uh, you know, it, this, this content that we make for you guys uh, is free. But if you ever feel like you want to help support us, uh, you can head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash theoddsmen. And there's different tiers of uh, patronage that you can uh, subscribe for. So if you want to help uh, help us uh, provide better content to you guys and maybe extra content in the future based on uh, what we have to offer, uh, you can go ahead and check that out. Uh, again, shout outs to our currently our only twenty dollar patron, Hate Mail, who is a boss, rocking the uh, the Oddsman patron uh, Discord uh, special role uh, in our Discord channel. And uh, then, yep, all, for all you guys uh, tuning in live on Discord, thank you. And all of you guys uh, listening on uh, the podcast version, thank you as well. Any last words, guys? Uh, I got yeah. nothing. Okay. Uh. <laughs> so we'll, we'll cut into the next. We'll cut into the next section then. But before we go, uh, for the the next uh, topic for the next episode, uh, we'll look at uh, December, probably Christmas, end of the year type of things. And our guest for that episode will be. French fries. That, that's it. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, so I did want to say one thing in closing, if that's okay. I, uh, yeah. the, uh, what I thought was really cool is that we're now kind of at the one-year anniversary of, of when this game first kicked off. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I know that I wouldn't even have a YouTube channel if it wasn't for – uh, this game and for the developers. And so I think it's uh, kind of fun for everybody to kind of trash on, on uh, WB games and the people over there. And, uh, but uh, you know, there, the fact is this podcast wouldn't be here. My channel wouldn't be here and we, we, we wouldn't be talking about all this fun stuff. It wasn't for them. So on a high note, I'd like to just say thank you to the people at WB. Thank you to the people at the WB games and uh, happy one year anniversary to everybody over there uh, at the WB site. Well said. I will second this motion. Ah. <laughs> uh- I will second and a half this motion. I don't know. <laughs> WB is always a sour spot for me. But I do actually want to say one thing to the community before we go. You guys are great. I'm sorry that, you know, some of us haven't been around as much, making as much content as we usually do. Game fatigue hits us all. But it's always worth it to come back and see your guys' smiling faces. Except for whoever the guy is that keeps downvoting everybody. Well, I can't say what I want to say to that on this podcast. Have to be family friendly, but okay. you know, more to the point. Though we do appreciate you guys a lot, even though we don't have that many people listening. For those of you that do, we do sincerely thank you. All right. So on that note, we're gonna uh, take a couple minutes break and then go into the lame talk version right after this. For those of you listening to the podcast version. The lame talk version will come after the game talk about a week later. So uh, sit tight, and for those of you on Discord, we'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Ogre Barbarian of the Oddsmen. Wanted to give a huge shout out and thanks to everyone for listening. 
Catch us when we go live on Discord and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and SoundCloud at The Oddsman. Feel free to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash The Oddsman for a variety of opportunities to help us grow and provide better content. Thanks again for your continued support. And as always, enjoy and grind on. <laughs>